0: You're listening to Rhema for Today.
1: I'm telling you how I found it out. I didn't know. We struggled. Finally. Some way or another, we finally made it through. We kicked and clawed and spit and hollered and prayed and jumped and did everything anybody else did. Some way or another, God in His great mercy just had mercy on us, and we would eventually skim by. But now then, I'm in the presence of God every day, fasting and praying saying, now, Lord, you, you see here, how much better I'd have been off, well, off financially, if I'd have stayed with my church. And really, that's what I wanted to do, but you said, go, and I obeyed you. Now, you said right here, and I got all this down, Isaiah 1:19. you put it down if you don't know about it. God said, if ye be willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land.
0: Welcome to Rhema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Today, you'll hear more from Kenneth E. Hagin on his teaching, Redeemed from Poverty, Sickness, and Spiritual Death, on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagin for today's message.
1: But look here into this sixth chapter of Galatians, and notice the seventh verse. He said, Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Now then, stop just a moment and realize that that doesn't just apply to wrongdoing. That applies to rightdoing as well, doesn't it? He's going to reap. Amen? Now look at the previous verse and, and it'll help you even more. Look at the sixth verse. Let him that is taught in the Word communicate, the Word communicate, A better word is give. Give unto him that teacheth in all good things. And so you see, he's really also talking about giving. Let him that is taught in the word communicate or give unto him that teacheth, the teacher of the preacher, in all good things. Hallelujah. Why? Don't be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever man soweth, glory to God, that shall he also reap. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? amen? That shall he also reap. So, Jesus said, Give, and it'll be given unto you. Good measure. Press down. Shaken together. My, if he'd stopped there, it'd have been good. But thank God, he said, And run it over. Glory to God. Glory to God. Well, I'll tell you what. I like that running over part. Now, first of all, let's ask the question Is that the truth? I mean, what's that verse doing in the Bible? Is it really true? Is it for us? Or is that verse just in there to sort of hold the rest of it together? Don't mean anything. No, thank God. Did Jesus speak the truth? He's the one that said it. Or is he lying about it? I believe it's the truth, don't you? But notice he said, shall men give. Shall men. But God's behind it. God's going to, repay you or give to you through man. Shall men give unto your bosom? Of course God's behind it. But he said, shall men give into your bosom? Now I remember when I left my last church in 1949 and went out on the field in field ministry, as we call it, holding meetings in churches, church meetings. And I'd been out there a solid year. I left in, in, in February of 1949. I preached my farewell sermon at the church that I pastored the first Sunday of February forty nine, and the next Sunday, the second Sunday of February forty nine, I began a revival meeting, as we called it, in Saxe, Texas, 25 miles from Dallas. Lynette's daddy. Lynette was just four years old. And, and if I'd have known that she was eventually going to be my, my daughter-in-law, I'd have tried to work on them, let them do a little better, better job on her. <laughs> But no, they did a splendid job. Thank brother and sister Tipton. And, and so uh, I'd been out there a solid year. Now, now January of 1950 is the 12th month. You see January of 1950 is the 12th month, isn't it? So I've been out on the field a year, left my church and I'll tell you, I, I, I know payday don't come always right away. I mean, everything in the world went wrong. And business I'm dealing with the financial part I'll talk about that I could talk about a lot of other things but but I've been out there a year and I'm a holding revival now down in East Texas in January of 1950 and so I, I, I got all my figures together and, and every day I'd get into the presence of God in the afternoon and, and I got I got it all down here on a sheet of paper I said now Lord look here I've been out here a year now now the last year Church and I pastored, here's what the church paid me. I mean that's cold cash. Plus, they furnished the parsonage was furnished. Plus, all the utilities was furnished. Plus, they sent me to the conventions that I needed to attend. The church sent me. They paid my wife and I way there. Plus, there's always doing something for them. I guess probably they brought in half of what you ate for the whole year. And they'd buy you a new suit and your wife a new dress. Just do something every once in a while for you, you see. Now, I've been out here for a solid year. Look here at these figures. And I've got $1,200 less than this cash figure. Plus, out of this $1,200 less, I've had to pay my own rent. See, which was furnished before. Plus, I've had to pay all my utilities. See, which were furnished plus out of this money I paid the traveling expenses I'm talking about to get to the meeting all that extra you see so when you really I went to the convention the conventions that I need to go to two of them I went to them at my own expense and I haven't bought any clothes in my car I've got to getting in thread back and I wore my car out I mean just flat wore it out and I had to sell it for junk had to sell it to the junkyard you can't sell it to a used car dealer I mean, they won't buy it. Had to sell it for junk. Just got enough out of it that I paid the interest on three notes I had. I had a note in Henderson, Texas, East Texas at the First National Bank. The presbyter of that section of the Assemblies of God went on my note, signed it. You know, it was a co-sign. I didn't have anything I could borrow any money on. No collateral. I had a note at the People's State Bank in Tyler, Texas. One of my deacons of the last church I pastored went on my note. I had a note at the First National Bank in Garland, Texas, pastor of the First Assembly of God Church, went on my note. These fellows had something. I mean, they, they, I didn't have any collateral. I paid the interest on the three notes out of what I got out of my car, bought the kids a little bit of clothes, not much, and lit out a A foot. See, and you hear me preach faith sometimes. Some folks say, oh, he's always had it easy. I mean, I didn't even have a stick horse to ride. (laughs) Amen. I I mean, I've been out there. I know it works. Amen. But you see, I didn't know. I didn't know that Christ had redeemed me from the curse of poverty. I pastored, like I said, nearly 12 years, and then... You see, this was actually 1949, so I'd been in the ministry 15 years, pastored 12 years, and the other three years is field ministry. Every church I pastored, we struggled financially. See, I didn't know that. I didn't know what I know now. I'm telling you how I found it out. I didn't know. We struggled financially. Some way or another, we finally made it through. We kicked and clawed and spit and hollered and prayed and jumped and did everything anybody else did. Some way or another, God in his great mercy just had mercy on us and we would eventually skim by. But now then, I'm in the presence of God every day, fasting and praying, saying, now, Lord, you, you see here, how much better I'd have been off, well, off financially, if I'd have stayed with my church. And it. that's what I wanted to do, but you said, go, and I obeyed you. Now, you said right here, and I got all this down, Isaiah 119, you put it down if you don't know about it. God said, if you be willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. That don't just apply to folks in the Old Testament. God's the same God in the New Testament. If he's going to reward people back there for being willing and obedient, he's going to reward people now for being willing and obedient. And if he doesn't, then he's changed. He's not the God the Bible said he is. But thank God he never changed. Not even a shadow of turning with him. If you be willing and obedient, I'm bringing that scripture to him, see? Pleading my case. If you be willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. Well, now, that's just an expression, a symbolic expression, you see. When he said you'll eat the good of the land, that means, you know, you'll have plenty to eat. Eat the good, wear the good, drive the good, live in the good. I ain't got nothing to drive. Very few clothes. We're living in a three-room, not three-bedroom, three-room apartment. Three-room apartment. That's what we're living in. And when I come home, you see, well, well kid don't have any place to sleep. He's got a roadway. He sleeps in the kitchen or out on the back porch if the weather's good. Three rooms. That's not eating the good of the land, folks. I call that to the Lord's attention. <laughs> my, my, my children, I said to him, my children are not adequately clothed. That's not eating the good of the land. In fact, they're not even eating. They don't have the right things to eat. They're not eating good because we, we just don't have it. And I did what you said do. I wouldn't have left. Look look how much better I'd have been off back there if I'd stayed in the church. We were eating good, best we ever ate, best parsonage we ever lived in, most comfortable we ever were, had the most money we ever had. The church was in good order. And you said go and I went. And the third day of my praying and fasting, in the afternoon the Lord said to me, read that verse again. I read it, if you be willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. I said, now, Lord, I obeyed you. I'm sure not eating the good of the land. He said, read that verse again. I read it, if you be willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. I'm sure not eating the good of the land. And you said it, and I'm expecting to, but I'm not. How come? He said, the reason you're not eating the good of the land is because you don't qualify. I grabbed my stomach. It just felt to me, if somebody ever come to you and wasn't expecting to just hit you in the stomach with their fist, you know how it hurts? I mean, I hurt in here in my spirit, just like he'd hit me in the stomach with his fist. I said, I grabbed my stomach, said, Lord, you you hit me in a low blow. What do you mean? I don't qualify. You said right here, if you be willing and obedient. And I obeyed you. Yeah, he said, you obeyed me, but did you notice the word willing there? You weren't willing.
0: Welcome to Rama for today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen.
2: I love our offer for this month. You know, uh, Paul told Timothy that in the last days that it would be difficult days. Yes. And I believe that we are living in the last days, yes. in those difficult days. And uh, your dad, we have a CD called "Victory Over Darkness." and all power of the enemy. enemy yes. And I will tell you what the enemy is just trying to destroy yes. anybody that he can. And then your book, Jesus, Name Above, Above All, all names. names. You know, we have given the power, we've been given power in the name of and Jesus. that's power in the name of Jesus. That's right, and we need to uh, practice that and we need to call upon that. Right. And for a gift of $27 or more, you can uh, have these products and We want to just put in something free as a gift from us. And it's three CDs by you, honey. It's called, Why God? Why me? Why now? now? You know, so many times we question, you know, why God? Why is this happening to me? Or uh, why me? Or why are these things happening right now? Well, this will give you some answers to that. It sure will. So that's for a gift of $27 or more.
0: Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G, rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagan Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we'll continue Kenneth e. Hagan's life-changing series. That's next time on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan.